Hello and welcome to The Optional Podcast, episode number 156 for the week of March 18th, 2018. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounced around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice, as always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. It's me again. Again. I'm back for another week. We are back. We are back. Yes, we are. Uh, Yeah, man. How was your week? Good. Really, really good, actually, yeah. Surprisingly enough, um, without jumping right into what we've been playing, uh, I've been enjoying a a little game that I was pretty skeptical about. Not skeptical, I knew it was going to be good, but it's just nice having that surprise happen, and also like a couple of other surprises along the way. Friday, I got to check out... uh, Captain Marvel, finally. I haven't watched it yet. I you, waited a week. Did you like it? I liked it. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. It's, I, it's solid. I love those movies, man. Like the the Marvel stuff. I, I gotta find a day where I can just like sneak away and go to the movies. We went on like a yeah. We went on Friday, and we got like thankfully New York in the past like year or two mm. finally got like reserved seating because I used to be like an anxiety for me all the time. Is like we gotta get there like forty five minutes early. Forty five. I'd be there like two hours early. Yo, for chilling real. in the lobby. Like remember the like lines and oh, the doors man. would open. You had to like run in, and then people. People were telling me like you know in la yeah we've had this we've had reserve i'm like what reserve, reserve seating what a lot of a lot of states have just been ahead of us on everything yeah can we just get things. weed where i don't get in trouble for it yeah can we get a functioning fucking subway <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ jesus um it's true though no but it was good it, it was like it, it's definitely not my favorite yeah. i would say it's somewhere like in the i would say the better half of my marvel experience okay. um because, you know, it, it is an origin story. It, like, it has a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. It's got, a, like, new you know new characters introduced. But I think it overall it does a really good job. And there are some really cool subtextual messages in there that you're like, oh, yeah. that was very that was very intentional. Cool. I, I'm glad. I'm, I just want them to make all the characters. They're going to get in the weeds with these characters. They're going to go after, like, fucking man-cat. Like, whatever. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, we already have Ant-Man. Yeah, I want, I want some the weird characters to get movies. It's crazy. Like, at this point, we have... Like, I never would have thought... I, I was shocked when Iron Man came out and was a master, like, huge success because it was, yeah. like... Growing up, Iron Man, to me, was, like... They were, like, second tier, right? Like, the, on the top was, like, Batman, Superman, like, X-Men's of the world. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how that sort of, like, shifted where, like... But I, I think that was also, like, the... the changing of the guard in the comic books like the writing of yeah. some of that stuff was changed a lot you know they they delved into his like alcoholism and all that stuff like yeah you know they when they started getting down to the like nitty-gritty, nitty-gritty of, yeah. like that's when those comics became really good the Word. brian bendis run yeah really like that was instrumental for like especially for me like that's what kind of got me back in the comics when i was in high school and stuff so it's awesome um yeah no so i mean i really loved uh just the idea that this character now exists. Like we can start getting like some new blood into mm. the mix because you know, based on how, the end game trailer also came out. Was it this week? It came out. Yeah, it yeah, came out this week. week. Uh, I haven't watched it. Oh, you haven't I'm, watched I'm it. I'm trying to stay away from trailers. I only that's saw the very idea. first one. Yeah. I didn't see, even see the, the second one. So it that's a good idea. I I, I kind of wish I followed that logic because like there are some things in there that I'm like, oh, I would have liked to have seen that fresh. I love these movies. I know. Like, I I I, I dunk on them a lot, but like you know, I get that fatigue often. Yeah, man. But I still go to the movies and I see them. I'm a yeah, sucker for this shit. Me too. And I'm like, it, it's funny because it, there's like a, there's definitely a formula, right? Like mm-hmm. I think people respond to a thing they can expect and sort of repetition, at least from like a structural perspective. This is, that's why we have a podcast that's structured in a very specific way, right? But like, I was like in the middle of the movie in my, in the back of my mind being like, oh, I can't wait for the, the stinger. Like I yeah. can't wait to find out what it is or like, ooh, what's, what's going to happen like before the stinger? I always have this like nagging thought. Every time I go to a movie, I always like, Oh, I wonder how it's gonna end. 
Mm. I just can't stop. I can't let that thought go. Right. And it distracts me from the movie because I'm like, I wonder how this is going to end. Yeah, how's how, it going to fit how's together? This end? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I can't get it. But speaking of the subway, have you seen that video of the guy bringing that Yo. large beam i think i think yeah i'm just gonna say it. i think we've all been there like we've all had to like bring something really big onto the train yeah, if you, if you have if you don't know what i'm talking about there's this uh video on twitter going around and it's this guy it, he just brings this large heavy beam onto a subway like a steel ass a beam. steel ass beam and it's very long like yeah. whatever you're picturing in my head like add five feet onto <laughs> oh, that for real for real <laughs> it's crazy like the, and the fact that like people this is like what i love about new york people were helping him yeah you know what i mean like it was a communal effort because it was like i think it was it was not out of like niceness it was out of like like let's get the fuck yeah i need to go to work dog like you're messing up that's what i mean it's like it's so it's like everyone knew what the fuck was going on like all right help him just help him get the fuck on the train come on we gotta go man this is bullshit (laughs) what was he going with that beam i really want to like they need to follow up yeah please please journalists get the get the story of the year do your job uh uh, yeah let's jump in man. yeah let's just jump right into this to what we've been playing so i mean i mean without burying the lead here uh division two officially came out on friday for Mm -hmm. at least for everyone who paid 60 bucks for it it came out monday for like the gold tier edition yeah which is what we got codes for provided by ubisoft at work and i initially was like oh maybe i'll pick this game up maybe i'll try it but i know in my heart of hearts i'm not going to stick with it and i know and you know that may very well still be the case here and i'm keeping that in my mind but i'm also trying not to like what's that term like um like you know fulfill that sort of yeah i don't self what's you know that phrase um sorry yeah no it's okay i'm blanking on it too but (laughs) i'm trying not to like let that also completely dictate my feelings on the game which which it hasn't been but um so I became like the video lead for Division Two on the teams. So I've been streaming it. I made, it, I put a video out about how I love to explore the world, and yeah, a lot of comments were like, "This is like the first Division Two. I was like, "Yeah," but I wasn't fucking working at Kotaku <laughs> when the first Division came out. But um, so yeah, so uh, Division, the Division Two for those who don't know is a sequel to the Division, which is essentially a multiplayer online persistent shooter that um, is very non-political. <laughs> not a political game at all. Just up front. We just want to be upfront about that. It's not Washington, D.C. It's a whole different Washington, D.C. We're not looking for the president. No, no, no. Nothing no, no. like that. There are no political statements yeah, here at all. <clears throat> but we'll talk about that a little bit more. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, you and presumably three other friends uh, are tasked with restoring Washington, D.C. from, like, you know, people who've been rioting and looting and kind of t- tearing it apart. Yeah. And you do that essentially by because it's a video game you walk around you shoot people you take their shit and you give it to the people who are you know presumably the ones in need of it right um and along the way you collect better gear better equipment better armor better gadgets and skills Mm -hmm. so you've seen that sort of system before especially recently with games like anthem if you've if you've played the division one or destiny Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of games like that at the moment Uh, everyone's kind of chasing uh that sort of pot at the end of the rainbow to yeah, be that first to be that number one yeah to be that right number now one. it's it's i guess the Divi- um destiny probably has that slot probably yeah um they're doing a lot of good shit over there but, but i think the division two is off to a great start great my start. Uh-huh. so yeah i have a lot of conflicted feelings about this game but for the most part it's all positive um i really enjoy my time from like moment to moment from like a gameplay perspective mm-hmm. um i really enjoy like i did with the first one and I made a video about on Kotaku.com, YouTube.com slash Kotaku, of like walking around, going into apartments, going into like sewers, going into abandoned buildings. I've always had that interest in my heart. 
and doing it in a video game that rewards you for doing so, like with audio logs, with these little like things they call echo, uh, they call echoes. Yeah. Um, where it takes like footage from nearby security cameras, cameras and cell phones. Yeah, it's so it's sick. It's such a good explanation for this technology. Totally. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I can believe that. And uh, you're just walking around this like Batman style hologram. If you've played the Arkham games where like it freezes a specific moment in time and you hear like the dialogue of the people that sort of happen in that, you know, five, 10 second, 30 second moment. And it tells a little bite sized story of like, hey, look, this guy and his uncle went to go see a movie and they left the theater and then, uh oh. Like his uncle got stabbed and robbed or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Just tell random stories. So it, it also goes into like the deeper stuff. There's like right. something more sinister going on. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like just that society has fallen. It's like this is very calculated. Totally. And the powers that be are trying to reinstate their version of their, you know, power or government or whatever. Right, right, right. And so it, so to catch some people up who, who missed the first division, in the in the first division, there was like a uh, a biological virus that was spread on, on currency, on cash. On Black Friday, that virus spread. Manhattan or the island of Manhattan was the first one to like experience it and they locked it down as like a demilitarized zone. And then, you know, Division 2 picks up kind of, I guess, like... It's about seven months later. Seven months later, yeah. yeah. Something and, like that, yeah. Uh, there, you know, I think there are people defending new york or whatever and they get a distress call about dc then you go to dc and you're you're tasked with sort of restoring the structure there or whatever so um with that in mind the sort of typical ubisoft style of uh go to this area um you know uh go to this home base or whatever that's gonna expand your map it's gonna expand your map it's gonna give you a bunch of side missions like random events that are gonna occur on your way to those side missions so you're tasked with just like clearing out enemies in like large waves or solving really cool or like very simple rudimentary puzzles with hopefully some friends Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also a multiplayer component to it there's like the uh the dark zone there's like a standalone multiplayer yeah it's like a pvp PvP, yeah like Deathmatch style domination, so, yeah, yeah. domination. <laughs> which I only played once and I probably won't spend a lot of time in. Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, I was like, that's not kind of really why I play this game, but uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like the just starting off going to that theater district, the White House, the grind of picking out uh, skills like turrets or drones mm-hmm. or like little seeker mines, things that defend and revive people. Like there's a nice there's a nice enough mix in there, especially once you party up with three other friends, where you really do feel like you can play a difference and, and play like a key role key role for sure and it's it's so much fun i'm having such a good time with it uh the thing i love about this game you know that kind of stands out from other like rpgs is like you're not really set like you're not picking a class right right you're right. kind of like mixing and matching and you're like oh this can work together really cool i didn't think that you know it would work really well and then throw you into the mix so now we're playing together and now we have collectively now we have four skills right that right. will balance well off of each other or i like i'm like oh i like that skill maybe i'll add on to you know mm-hmm. i'll add that to mine and it just changes the game completely because totally. like i played um the first like five six hours with bo um friend of the show bo shut and, up and uh we you know we ran through like we played like the first day it came out and we ran through and it, w- it was great time and then we added two more yesterday, like you and Toshi. Yeah. And it changed the game completely. Yeah. So like the 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 way it scales is different. So it scales to the highest players um, in the party, like their level, and then the enemies adjust to that, and it's just wild. Yeah. It, but I the, didn't realize how much teamwork you needed. <laughs> yeah, totally. And the the cool thing is, is like, so the enemies get stronger, and whoever's the highest number or the highest level player in the party, they stay the same. Mm-hmm. But everyone else gets like. 
like you said, they scaled. So like everyone else's power matches theirs. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously not going to be pumping clips into enemies, presumably. But so you're all of equal standing. Right. <clears throat> but the XP you get also kind of corresponds to your level. So it, it scales in a really nice way. But that's one thing that I love about this game is, uh, despite how beautiful the multiplayer aspect of it is, and I do think that is the way to play this game. Like that is like the optimal way to play the yeah, game. For sure. But if you don't have four friends or, or three friends or even one other friend to play with, the game is still a really good time by yourself. It's fun. It's really fun. And like I use that time. I like playing by myself because I, I get to explore like the way I want to explore. Right. Um, which is really good. And I, I love this game because they do a lot of like contextual storytelling. Um, yeah. Like you'll just see like a dead body, uh, which is pretty gruesome, but there's a lot of like things around them. So I saw this lady. She apparently like drank herself to death. Jeez. Like, you just see a bunch of, like, wine bottles and stuff around oh, her, and man. she's so slumped in the corner. Just, like, you know, not, like, in distress or anything, but yeah. she's just, like, I don't know. Like, maybe she drunk herself to death and poisoned. I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, But yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's cool, like, stuff like that. You're, like, telling your own story. Like, yeah. you're making it up as you go along. In the in the theater district or the, the theater base or whatever, mm. <clears throat> there's a sign in the window that's, like, like, no like not infected or whatever like on written on cardboard <clears throat> there are like windows boarded up and there are things in graffiti tagged out like there's so much detail in this game it's really bugged out like it's crazy what the amount of contextual storytelling that's happening yeah i think they do you know they did a fantastic job with the first game and even more so now like yeah it's it's kind of like a, a tour guide for dc for me because I, yeah. I haven't spent a ton of time in dc um, so I don't know the city that well. So right, I, can't, right. I don't think I'm appreciating it as much as I did the first one. Right. Because uh, you, you can be like, oh, I remember like in the first one, you said it a lot. Like, oh, that's my job. Like, yeah, that's my yeah. job. <laughs> I went right to my job. I was like, whoa, that's where I come every day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're doing a great job with that stuff. Like, yeah. um, what are some of the standout moments that you've had so far? So I think just in general, um, the mo- like the, the the story missions, like the side missions that are kind of required to go throughout the um just the story and, and, and gain skills and unlock skills, which I think are super, super important. I think also right away off the bat, if you can invest in like the ones that give you more XP or like in the long run, cause then you just XP, you level up much faster that way. <clears throat> but, um, there are so many really dope things about the layout of this map that really lend to the strengths of this game. Because in, in New York, I think New York was a little too ambitious. I think it's kind of cool that it's New York, yeah. but also like, you know, there's skyscrapers on every block. And yeah. in D.C., that's not entirely the case. Like, I think for the majority of the case, like, a lot of the buildings are maybe five, six stories yeah, tall. it's a flat city. Right, right, right. So I think that's good because it's, like, expansive. It's there. It lends to, like, really nice open firefights. But then when you go into these buildings, um, they lend, like, a nice amount of variety. Like, you'll be going to a museum in one. And then another one, you're going to, like, uh, you know, an office building or, like, a, a, a polit- like you know, the White House or whatever, like, on the way to the White House. So, like, a lot of it's really cool because it feels a little more, I don't know, something about it feels more like the stakes are higher, but it also feels, like you said, like I'm a tourist here, and the New York one just always, in my in the back of my mind, I was always kind of like, oh, that's kind of, that's not, a little off, like, yeah. MSG's not that right. big, or whatever. Um, but yeah, they're like, there are really, you can tell that when you're going through these missions, that's how it's always been, mm-hmm. they, they always feel like these little, I think of them as like little Halloween like Halloween night style haunted houses where you go in and then it's like, all right, everyone like follow the path. And then, okay, Mm -hmm. you're going to, in your first room, like you're going to, it's going to be a big room with tons of cover and you have to like, there's going to be tons of opportunities for the enemies to flank, which is why I love playing with four people because we can, before every engagement for the most part, 
you have a moment to be like, all right, set up. I'll go right with Cam, mm-hmm. like Toshi and Bo. Like you, like you guys go this way, and you set up here, and we'll watch the flanks. I'll set up my turret right there. I know, you know, Cam set up his drone or whatever over here, and then you're like, all right, go, and then we shoot, and then like we just, just clear the yeah, room. Right. It's like Rainbow Six style shit, which I love. Like that never ever gets old for it, me, it and doesn't. it just gets better and better every time. Yeah, I, I think that the the gunplay in this game is very good. Um, and just the, just the way the skills bounce off each other is just way more impressive. I think they give you a lot more agency in what you want to do with your skills. Yeah. Um, a lot of the ones in the first game were very automatic and, you know, kind of, you know, OP in a sense. Yeah, like yeah. The, you don't feel overpowered, which is um, like a weird feeling, but it's like you have to work for it. And yeah. You have to be strategic. And I think that's, you know, the way I, I want to play this game. Totally. Um, and just the the loot is very satisfying in this game. Just opening up that uh, box and just seeing that you know blue, purple come out and yeah, you just man. like hear that noise. It is oh. that that loop is very satisfying. I can run around for hours just opening stuff, running past stuff, holding square or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, even like the level up, uh, like animation or whatever. Ooh. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> that you can see your friends yeah. level up. Like, oh, nice, game nice. just leveled up. <laughs> uh, it just lends to this. And I, that's the other thing I love about these kind of games, especially with The Division, is like last night uh, we were helping, was it Toshi? Mm-hmm. We were helping uh, a friend of ours like level up from like the start. Yeah. And I didn't mind at all. Like no, I, no. I think it's fun to do that because I've already experienced it. So I think like what you said to your earlier point, I like experiencing the game for the first time on my own so I can like sit down, relax, absorb the story and then go back and play with a friend and then have them experience it. It might not be the most optimal experience for them, but like... You know, we can sort of, if they don't care about it too much, you can sort of laugh along and explain. Because it's, right. it's not like a deep, deep no, story. No. Like, there are like little like episodes uh, that happen. But it also makes me realize how much Anthem got wrong. Oh, which is crazy because like, there's just the, the the simple fact, I joked about it last night, but the simple fact of like not having to worry about load screens mm-hmm. like in the middle of a mission is like refreshing. And that's kind of weird to think about where like... <clears throat> Granted, some of the load screens are here are like disguised with like elevators mm-hmm. or uh, I don't know something like a door being locked or something or like some dis- uh, exposition from an enemy. Right, Just like, stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while like, we're loading the- shit right now. Yeah, yeah. Which I which I prefer. Yeah, I, I'd exactly. rather like you know not get stuck on a load screen mm-hmm. and. Um, just like the the loot stuff, like just being able to uh, change your loadout on the fly and not have to go back to a home base and fucking do it in a home base or. Uh, the mod. I I love the way they handle mods in this game. Where if you create a, like a, a new site or a new like uh, reflex or th- a site or a grip or whatever or a compensator for the barrel, um, you can just sort of like make one and you're good and you're good. Right? And you just swap them out yeah, as you, you go. Like in the in the first division, I think that was an upgrade from the first division because so you good. you used to have to detach everything oh, man. unless you were gonna like just sell it and you know uh, break it down right. and then you lose it. Right. Um. So that was. That's a very good uh, upgrade. It's so nice. So, yeah. I mean, there are a ton of like things that I love about this game. Like, I'll just briefly go through the rest yeah. of them. I love, uh, I love how good this game looks. Um, there are some load in pop in issues, but I'm playing like it's nice to be able. I've been capping it. I've been capping it for the whole week at like 1080p. So it's nice when like I'm finally done like doing work shit for it, and I hook it up to my my shiny new TV and play it in 4K mm-hmm. HDR. It feels so much like nicer that way. But also, I love the little ambient things like i love what they do with lighting effects um especially at night if it's foggy the thunderstorms can be such a pain in the ass but it's still beautiful but it's so beautiful yeah. um, like uh sunrise is oh. uh, some of those moments i'm like that shit is just coming over the capitol building you're yeah. like what the fuck? yeah it's gorgeous <laughs> it's like a perfect summer day yeah and i and i like that like synth wave like 
sitcom Clancy esque, like don't don't don't, like yeah. you said with like Mass Effect. Yeah, kind it of was vibe. like Mass Effect meets uh, something else, and yeah. so it's really good. Like, uh, yeah, it it just like really solid. Like tonally, it feels really really solid. But in terms of some things I don't like, speaking of tone, mm-hmm. um, me and Heather talked about it, and she and she wrote a piece about it on, on the site, which I think is really cool. I think it's like something. I think it's titled something like. Uh, the Division 2 is as subtle as a sledgehammer, which I recommend reading. It's super, super good. We joked earlier about the game not being political, but um, just by nature of being it being a thing created by humans, it's political because people have perspective of and course, opinions. Of course, and we have and, biases. And... Yeah, totally, totally, totally. And um, But one of the things that like kind of felt... in this, I experienced this during the beta, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I didn't really like bring it up, and I kind of kicked myself for not bringing it up earlier, but, you know... I guess I didn't have the the wherewithal to like kind of cohesive like put it into a a nice point or whatever. Right. But the opening cinematic is like Ooh, it shows I you about that. Yes, yeah, it shows you like the it kind of catches you up for people who haven't played the first one. Like here's what happened, and here's like kind mm-hmm. of you know shit hit the fan. People had to like restructure and cooperate, and you know for for a while things were going well, and then you know shit hit the fan, and people started looting and killing each other over like resources and there's a moment is that the one with the neighbor one yeah oh my god i cringed yeah that during the private beta my mouth like my jaw dropped i don't remember that from the beta though it was i I saw it you know oh my god yeah and so so i skipped it the weird thing about it is that for the most part the cinematic is kind of cool right Mm because you're like you're it's talking about this thing that happened you know, like it's catching you up. It's exposition. It's talking about this fictional thing that happens. But then, in this in this particular moment, it breaks the fourth wall, and it goes, uh, "Did you have a gun? Did your neighbor, neighbor have, have a gun?" gun? Right. And then it shows like this. You know, it's th- th- beautifully animated, but it shows like th- these people Revolver, like pulling a gun yeah. on each other, and it's like it zooms out and has the text come up really nice and flourished. It's just like, and <clears throat> yeah, go you finish your thought. It felt like an NRA ad. It felt like Absolutely. something they would use to create like to recruit people to like this is why we protect our freedom and our rights to bear arms and it's do like you, do you watch john oliver though a little bit yeah he had an episode on like nra tv mm. and uh it was it was exactly that yeah it was like this one lady talking with this very like you know the, deep, the, like the white lady who's yeah, always on like the yeah, yeah, yeah very plain you know looking lady but like she's just very serious and like that same voice and yeah. that same music going on is like do yeah. you, like pretty much fear mongering totally, like. <laughs> totally and it's it's especially icky and gross because it's mm-hmm. like okay we're gonna get a little serious here for a moment y'all for sure. listeners um it's, it's especially icky right now because of everything that just happened over the weekend yeah. um the tragedy that happened in new zealand and also just like gun issues especially in this country mm-hmm. but in particular the reason why i say it, it felt like an nra ad is because and like, here's the thing. I understand we talk about it a lot at work too. Like, I understand that I'm hypocritical by saying uh, this game is fun. The mm-hmm. loot feels great. The shooting, the shooting feels, feels solid. solid right? And like, you know, everything. I get that. Um, and I'm like, I'm still trying to come to terms with that and sort of like work that out within myself internally. Right. But like that Friday morning, was it Friday morning? Um, yeah. Yeah. Friday morning. Woke up and heard the news about that shit. <clears throat> I didn't want to play that game at all that day. Wow. And like, uh, I woke up thinking like, and it was, it's, it's crazy. Cause the whole week I was like, I can't wait for Friday. Like when all my friends can get it and mm-hmm. I can like, maybe I can join cam in like a, a party. <clears throat> and that morning I woke up and heard that shit. And I was like, all I want to do is play like captain toad, stretch a tracker, sure. 
I don't. I want to play Tetris. I want to like. I want nothing to do with guns. guns yeah. And one of my things in my Tetris Tetris Effect review last year was like, the reason I love this game so much too is because like I'm sick of fucking shooting people. I'm sick of like. That's how we do these things in these games, right? But I also understand that like, some of my favorite games involve guns. Like I love the Battlefield series. I love Apex Legends. I love Overwatch. Halo. I love Halo. Yeah. I love Division. So I get that. But going back to this cinematic where it's like. Did you have a gun? Did your neighbor have a gun? To me, feels icky because... What are you saying? What are you saying? And also, like... So, what you're saying is... For the games... For the games. For the game, right? Like, let's let's, let's look at it from a vacuum perspective, right? That's an interesting perspective because, yeah, in that moment, I would have wanted a gun. But people who are, like, gun enthusiasts who are, like, you know, no, you can't take away my rights. First of all, no one's coming for your rights to own guns. Um... I mean, I, I do think we should ban semi-automatic weapons and automatic weapons. I think it should be mad fucking hard to own a gun. It should be. It like, should be I, so and you hard. Shouldn't to be a a, you shouldn't be That shouldn't be a minus. Yeah. It should be a plus for you. Word. If you because love your gun that much, like, I know, like specifically in New York, to own like a handgun, right? It's hard. It's very hard, and you have to do background checks. They have to like wherever you're keeping your gun, they have to check those people's backgrounds, and it's like. You should have to do all that stuff. Totally. Because you want you want somebody who is, if you want to have a gun, you should be the cleanest motherfucker. Right. It shouldn't be anything, Not and not, and not even saying that if you have a record, you're this bad person. Sure, you know, sure, like, sure, sure, sure. I don't want that to seem like that, but I don't know. I, I think it should be hard. It should be even harder, to be honest. It should like, be extremely hard. And, and, you know, so all that aside, if I was a super... You know, super enthusiastic about <clears throat> gun rights and mm-hmm. you know not touching the 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 way they are right now. And if I was like, let's say, like an a NRA card carrying member, no shade to y'all, right? Whatever. Um, I do think you're communicating to them some sort of like uh, validation. Absolutely, you're you're gassing them up. You're like, yeah, yo, you got a gun. Good on you, bro. <laughs> you know you're, what I mean? You're ready. You're ready, bro. You're when, ready when the for division the division happens. Yeah. You're ready to fucking defend yourself. And that's a lot of what this game is, too, is like, mm-hmm. nice, I got a fucking legendary sniper mm-hmm. rifle. I can't fucking wait to shoot people in the head with it. Right. And it's this weird thing that we struggle with, at least at least I struggle with. And in that particular moment, it felt extremely icky because, you know, there was a piece written a couple of years ago, I think, at this point, about how gun manufacturers are, they make deals with these with game companies and that's why we know these game these mm-hmm. guns by name, name right? right like we know them like baseball like baseball card like we, we know like that's the ak that's the ak and the m16a2 has yeah. a burst straight fire and has like a specific we know stats about guns that's pretty wild when you mm-hmm. think about we it we know the bullet type the caliber yeah yeah and like yo what's your loadout that's a common question mm-hmm. what are you using right now oh i'm using this shotgun it's a semi-auto whatever right. blah 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 and that's kind of icky for its own reasons but in this particular moment, in this climate, it just felt like kind of strange mm-hmm. and made me not want to like. Yeah, no, with it. it's just all too on the nose, and right. you know, it's. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely get like conflicted about that stuff. I mean, I talked about it last week, and I was like, you know, saying all this stuff where, when I was playing the, you know, the thing, it's like just sh- shooting people feels weird. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I. I think it is kind of like cowardice to like not take a stance on something like say totally. say something because right. like obviously you're you're trying to say something even with the first division right you're 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 having commentary on Black Friday and whatever that may mean 
you know right it's like yeah oh these people like we greed someone took advantage of your greed yeah that's like the that's the message you're <laughs> totally yeah <laughs> literally right so I, I don't understand why you're shying away from i understand like it's it's a minus to be quote-unquote political you know, because of like gamers are always like get politics out yeah. of my game, and and I know you're, but you're gassing them up. You're saying that yeah. you're you're right. We shouldn't have politics in our games, and it's what makes me frustrated too. Because like, at the end of the day, these games are made <clears throat> for the common denominator. Mm-hmm. They're made for like a really palatable palatable audience. Absolutely. Like they can't really say too much, and if they are, they're saying it like like tongue-in-cheek wink wink yeah. at the camera where it's like oh yeah i found this document from the president of mexico mm-hmm. to the president of the united states saying listen we cannot accept any more refugees from the from the texas border we have to close the border and you know so there's like there's a very yeah, it's like obvious you're saying something reference yeah it's right. a very obvious reference to the shit that's happening right now so it's it, it is it is cowardice to be like our game's not political what are you talking about i i just say go for it, it I don't know. I, I think let let people decide with that, but like, because you obviously have something to say. It's a, it's a military shooter. It's right. It's a Tom it's taking place in in Washington D.C. Right, right. <laughs> the home of our government, the nation's capital. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's wild because you know uh, Tom Clancy novels and and games and whatever they've always been like super oh, conservative yeah. and very pro military about like that's the only way to get this done. Let's send it. In, you know, let's send a strike team mm-hmm. to fucking whatever. And I get that. And I'm also, like, enjoying this game. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there is something, like... I mean, like, granted, these discussions that we're having, we're not trying to, like, strip anything away from anybody. No, not we're not trying to, like, solve any problems. But we are trying to have this discussion where we had a we had a Viewpoints episode. I keep shamelessly plugging shit, but Go fuck it. it. Okay. Um, sure. I work hard. We, we had, a, we had a, a Viewpoints episode a while ago with yeah. me, Cecilia, and Heather. And we talked about how we want game developers to own their politics we want these games to own mm-hmm. their politics and that i think to date was like my most downvoted video which i'm actually kind of proud of because it i means it resonated with people yeah and there was pushback which is good right because you can't always be putting shit out there that's like agreeable right. and like and granted my my division video doesn't go into any of this my division two video doesn't go into any of this but um i think it's good to have these discussions and and open people's minds up to these things because like you, like you said a moment ago there are, there are going to be people out there who are going to be like yo keep your politics out of my games I don't want any of that bullshit fine whatever but if we can reach people who start to like scratch their head and just think a little more analytically about mm-hmm. these things or, or more critically about these things I think that's good ultimately in the long run because like yeah I want I, I think like it's fine if a game is challenging my political beliefs and but I just want them to to be aware of that and mm-hmm. I want them to own that shit for sure so if it's like a game about like here's why guns are important then okay cool like convince me let's like change like that meme change my mind change my like, mind change my mind but do it respectfully right. don't fucking bullshit me and say you're not political right own that shit yeah like so I, like i mean you know me like i i come from a gun we like carrying family mm-hmm. and like guns have been around my family for real. i'm very much uh a pro-gun person but i think there's a responsibility you have to have and a lot of responsibility i think it should be very hard for people to get guns in the same way with like when you're making your games you should for me personally if i was making a game i would want to teach somebody something right you know but like by telling these stories you know you should someone should come away with something especially when you have such a dope game with all these different assets all these different perspectives i think that should be you know input in your game i don't know man like 
I don't understand why people have such a hard time grasping that. Grasping that. Yeah. It makes me curious about so and we shouldn't all just be agreeable, of course. Totally, like, totally. This should be a discourse, I think. We, I'm actually, so it was supposed to come out on Friday, but mm-hmm. for listeners listening to this on Monday, um, there's a new Viewpoints episode out. Nice. Uh, or it should be out in a couple of hours if you're listening to this like in the morning. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. We really appreciate that. <laughs> um, but me and Heather sit down and we talk about why there are, we ask the question, why are there so many post-apocalyptic games? And I think it's like, Self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a self. That's the word I was thinking. That's the term I was looking for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We we found it. Um. So it's it's a thing of like it's a shared social anxiety because right now we have a maniac as president Mm -hmm. uh, who denies a bunch of things and and aligns himself with disgusting, vile people. Right. But then we also have the impending apocalypse with like climate change and people who don't want to affect real change that will help future generations because they have obvious allegiances to these companies and corporations mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So it's a shared anxiety that we have as like a as a society, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that we have a ton of these games, but ultimately like the post apocalypse is the perfect setting for a lot of games because it's like no laws, no rules. I have a badge. I'm the good guy. Right. I can colonize DC again from the wild savages mm-hmm. that are, you know, these the factions. Yeah, the hyenas, the hyenas or whatever. Right. You know, the the true sons or whatever. And it gives an excuse for developers to use these situation settings, people issues as set design. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, you're storming the Capitol building, but that's just like not political, bro. It's yeah, like, right. it's just a, it's like we're putting on a stage show or a play. Or I just, I just wish it was more upfront. I, I'm sure yeah. some of their like politics are in here, especially like when you, like you just reminded me of like, so the, the they're saying that like the hyenas, the looters, like these are just regular street cats who like banded together and they're right. they're pig- basically taking advantage, right? Um, they're quote unquote bad. Mm-hmm. And then you have the true sons who are more organized. They're uh, ex-military. essentially ex military dudes. They're like mercenaries, right? But I wish they would just tell their politics up front, like they're because they're bad too, right? Right, right, right. So you are trying to say something. It's like. Are you saying that everybody's bad? Is that is that yeah. the would it take take a stance somewhere? Just plant right. plant your flag. Dude. Yeah, for real, for real. And the first game had had that too, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was like whatever that faction was yeah. that was like we're like ex garbage people and we're gonna eat the we're rich, burning and, away literally. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and so that's the thing, right? Like you're you're taking these things and you're using them as costumes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things actually um, about the division two that I tweeted about that I still find disturbing. Is the and I only find it disturbing because I, I was watching a video from another major gaming mm-hmm. website that shall not be named. Um, he was talking about things he liked in the game, and he was talking about how certain enemies will rush you, and it's mm-hmm. kind of cool that it switches it up. It forces you out of cover, which I agree with. Right, it's good gameplay mechanic. Totally. One of them was like, and, and he was like, yeah, and and one of the enemies is this suicide bomber and I love it because he, he he runs up to you and he like blows himself up and he's kind of liquefies everywhere. It's it's awesome. And I was like, I saw the mm. clip and I like curled in horror. And, and then I saw it happen to me in the game where it's like a guy who has a bomb strapped to his chest and he's like laughing maniacally. It's like, mm. it's very over the top Mad, Mad Max, Max style yeah. shit. He's running at you laughing and then he gets close enough and he he, he pulls the, he presses the button and boom, he, he explodes. And if you hit X twice, you can kind of roll out of the way. But something about that felt super disturbing and it still feels disturbing. And like, I, you know. Some people out there are gonna call me like a soft SJW yeah. and whatever the fuck. You're a snowflake. Yeah, whatever. But like, 
it's disturbing. Like yeah. it's 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 a disturbing thing. Yeah, it's disturbing to like mow down people with your with your new shiny legendary rifle, but it's also like that's just disturbing, bro. Like yeah, I don't know. I think that it's especially hard for games like this. I mean, when I was talking about last week when I was talking about Call of Duty and like going back to that and how icky I felt. Like it's just shooting yeah. Arab people in this war. Like it's obviously the you know, games are, you know, like you said last week, you know, a reflection of the times and um I think with these post-apocalyptic things, they can kind of like project how they feel. But I mean, yeah, man, it's it's just weird. I th- I think like games where they take like realism have a harder time with that stuff because yeah. like there are suicide bombers in it, like Halo, but they're just alien dudes. Yeah. So it doesn't mean anything. And there's silly little guys holding a glowing and, orb, and, like. Ah. And I think you should feel a little weird. Totally. You should feel a little uncomfortable with a human running around, you know, ex- killing themselves for whatever cause. And, like, excited to do it. And excited like to do so. to right. do Right. And, yeah. you know. Man. It's weird. It's interesting. But, again, we should be having these conversations. And yeah. we should be we should be uncomfortable with stuff. If, if it's making you uncomfortable, I think that you should talk about it. And just yeah. be honest about your feelings. And, like, talk about this stuff. Because... Be responsible in yeah. your in your thing, and I'm not saying don't do that. Like this is your art. Do do what you got to do, but like you should own it, and you right. should explain maybe the thought process behind this. And yeah, you know, I I would love to hear some game design about behind this. Like right. I would love yeah. to hear the people designing this. Like, hey, this is the reasoning why we did this, and right. maybe they weren't being you know the people with the politics, but they're the game designers. Like, oh, this would have been cool. This is the only way we could have did it. Right. You know. Right. right. I don't know. Yeah. Or it's, it was it like some executive like we need a suicide bomber. We want yeah. a suicide bomber in our game. <laughs> like I would love to hear the behind the scenes shit. Yeah, cuz I mean th- these things have to go through people and they mm-hmm. have a lot of people are involved in making the assets, the animations, yeah. the sounds, the, the sounds, voice right. acting, everything. So it's like you know, yeah, I would love to see that sort of thing. And and I guess to like wrap things up for the division 2 yeah. uh discussion just want to remind people out there like if you are hearing this kind of hearing these kind of discussions or you know of other people hearing these discussions and they react very negatively towards these discussions Mm -hmm. in general i think what's happening there is what happens to a lot of us especially as like fans of a culture Mm -hmm. or quote-unquote culture um no shade i just mean that like sometimes a lot of this stuff is like it it can easily be interpreted as like this cultural artistic thing but you know it's a fucking loot shooter or whatever um I think what happens is something that I always talk about where people tie their identity to a thing, a piece of entertainment, a form of entertainment, and they ha- and that's their thing. So if you if you criticize or critique that you're thing, you're criticizing them by you're criticizing proxy. them. Yeah. And and what you're saying to them is you're wrong, you're an idiot, fuck mm-hmm. you. That's not what we're saying. What right. we're saying is we too enjoy these things and it's possible to enjoy a thing and criticize it at the same time. Absolutely. And like that's the discussions that you should be having. And like, and if you don't want to have those discussions and you don't want to do that shit, tune out. Like, but but also at the same time, don't discredit and attack people for having those conversations because yeah. it's important. It's how it's how it grows. It's how these things change. So like, I love the division. Do mm-hmm. as a game, I love this game, this Absolutely. thing that yeah. I get to do and turn my brain off and party up with three of my buds and go just like, yo, let's let's go do this side mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kill some time. Uh, I want to have some fun. I want to catch up with y'all all right, cool, man, I'll see you tomorrow. Let's play some Apex or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think like understanding that versus like Ubisoft continuing 
to put their games in these settings that are like very clearly reflections of the times and then deciding to be like no but they're not they're not you're just over you're like looking too much into this it's like yeah. well all right yeah all right fuck face because <laughs> you, you, you see those tactics used a lot where it's like we're just joking but we're not joking yeah. we're spreading awful of course. poisonous rhetoric um not that they're doing that but no. still you know uh anyway be responsible y'all be responsible and uh sh- you know shout out to all the you know people uh who were hurt Word. you know and their families and stuff so you know we, we definitely think about you and me we keep you in our thoughts and stuff like that totally, it's just tragic shit man yeah it's just wholly depressing it's terrible um, i hate fucking waking up to that kind of news yeah so you know let's move on yeah yeah and so let's let's you know let's let's try to keep it you know keep it positive yeah keep it Spread positive love. and Spread you know love. let's keep working on ourselves man totally totally um so in in brighter news, yeah, uh, I've been playing two games on the Switch recently because I just got code for the uh, DLC for Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Uh, I still haven't finished the main game, so I'm going through book three at the moment, and then I'm gonna hit d- the DLC stuff this week. But so far, I'm like really I forget how much I love that game. It's a great game. I think if you love uh, any sort of puzzle game, bite sized puzzle games, uh, I think I I mentioned it to Cam before. I feel like the, each level of this game feels like a perfectly delicious cupcake. That you can like small, tiny, bite-sized cupcakes, like the ones you kind of get from Big by Melissa. Big by Melissa, yeah, <laughs> you know exactly where I was going. You just have like a little, like each book is a yeah. little crate full of a little box full of them, and they're so delicious. It has it has a like Nintendo Nintendo polish to it, where like everything looks beautiful. It's sixty frames per second, um, but they're little dioramas of like really handcrafted, bespoke levels of. All right, move your little guy, and then you have to like look around the corners. Yeah, it's like very fez-like. Totally, yeah. yeah you got to poke shit and like, and then the, the the gratification of like figuring out the little Ruby's cube each at a time is so gratifying. I haven't touched the co-op and I haven't touched the new DLC yet, but I'm gonna dig into that this week. But I've also been playing a similar game called Golf Peaks that came out this past week, which I had my eye on for a while. That you they, love golf games. Though. I love golf games, <laughs> but I, it's also like very much like. Um, is very much like Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. So it's an isometric little sort of block floating in the air. Mm. And you have a golf ball and you have the hole. And it's made, uh, each level is like a grid of squares. So you have to get your ball from, obviously from the starting point to the hole, but you do that by um, the game grants you like cards. It's like movement cards. So it's like turn-based golf. Oh, that's awesome. It's really, really cool. So like one card will be like, you can move one space. Mm -hmm. So you, like, let's say you, you hit the ball once, it goes to the next square. But then let's say the one in front of it has like a little, like it's elevated, so it's on another level. Then you have a card that's like, you can shoot up one and mm. it rolls one more or it rolls two more or three more. And the levels like take have different slopes, different levels, different elevations, different like the way they can slide down other like other tiles. So you have to really think in a sort of like RPG style, like into the breach style in, mindset. So is it... Every level, like, so if you played level one dash one, right? Uh, are those cards the same every time you play that level one dash one? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so you, so they want you to strategize. Yeah. So they want you to be like, there is a correct way to do this. And I've done them before with like one card, like to spare. So there was probably, like, I probably did the most effective mm-hmm. route. Um, but if I miss it or whatever, you still have an opportunity to like recover, but you can also just hit a button and restart. Like it, cool. it's like super bite sized levels. It's also five dollars. I had cool. I had like Nintendo credit left over from like my coins or whatever, so I paid Which like is a clutch, super clutch. <laughs> I paid like two fifty for this game, yeah. 
And um, if you're looking for like a, a commute game or like a right before bed game, mm-hmm. like this is like the, the perfect little like even like going to do laundry right. game. This is the perfect one. It's like for sure. knock, like put a podcast on, just play this shit. That for sounds like really cool. 20 minutes. I might check that out. It's real good. It's real good. And then I just like what, what's the art style like? Oh, it's it's kind of like uh, it's very basic. Like it almost looks like illustrated, like really okay. colorful, um, really nice. Like the ball's not even like a perfect circle. It's kind of like wonky looking. I I, I like it a lot. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and then I also downloaded last week DMC five, but I I'm like kind of waiting for like a weekend where I just like dive don't in. have shit to do and I just want to dive into it. Maybe Art's after. Very good. I know it looks really cool. I've been watching a lot of people do like their. I guess you can like there's like a training space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watch people like do combos and shit, and I'm like, how the hell? I watched a guy juggle a dude for like five minutes, <laughs> and was like S rank, S ranks, yeah. S plus plus. Like, S, I was S, like, oh, S, S, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's weird though because I only played the first one. I played a little bit of DMC two. I think that was the only one I played. It was two. Two. Yeah. yeah. Two was dope. Two at was the dope. time. And then I missed three, four, three and four, and then DMC or whatever it was. Which I hear a lot of people are coming back around to and being like, that game was dope. Actually, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm just going to jump right into five and just like, I'm just kind of okay with not knowing exactly what's happening, mm-hmm. like who these fucking people are or whatever. I know who Dante is. Yeah. So I got one thing. We got one guy. One base yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Virgil. Off-white? <laughs> oh, not that Virgil. <laughs> that was actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll watch like They need YouTube to do video. a DLC, off-white <sighs> DLC. Come on. Virgil? That'd be fire. That would be fire. Yeah. He gets like an off-white sword and shit. <laughs> Just a bunch of straps. <laughs> unnecessary patterns. It's like he's smoking a jewel and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love that shit. Uh, what, you, what else have you been playing? So, uh, yeah, last week I told you I, I bought uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 because it was on sale and I like I didn't get to play. Uh, so... One day this week, I was just like, I got to dive in a little bit, you know? Nice. I was, this game is very uh, intimidating to me because uh, from what I hear and what I've seen, uh, it is a very in-depth game. Yeah. And uh, you have to, you know, it's an RPG, like, of very serious. They take their shit serious. It's a big boy. You can do everything. Like, pretty much you can do anything in this game. <laughs> yeah. And you, um, I dove, I, I jumped right in. I made a character. I made an elf lady. Um, and Ooh. she's like a wizard. And I pick some skills. I can, like, make it rain. Nice. And then when it rains... It uh, pours. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then that, like, makes a status effect, and then I can add, like, oh, I blizzard now, so now those people are frozen because it was raining beforehand. Oh. Now everything's wet. And then, you know, you can do all this stuff. So I dove in, and I did the opening... I guess it's the tutorial level, uh-huh. which is very long. You, like, wake up on this ship. You're uh, a slave somehow. They don't really tell you why Damn. you're a slave, but this lady's like, "Oh, this thing is around your neck. You can you have free roam of the ship, but you're basically her slave." Sure. And uh, you just go through this like kind of labyrinth. And what I will say up front, it is very difficult to get used to the controls in this game because mm. it's clearly made for the PC. Um, so there's a lot of buttons, a lot of like. Oh. N- n- Hold L1 to bring up this menu and then use your stick to do this menu. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it is a little bit of that. Okay. Um, but you can do pretty much anything. You can huh. pick up candlesticks and then light the candlestick and then throw the candle. <laughs> is, are there any, like, can you use the motion control to, like, use, like, a mouse? Um, wonder. No, it's not on, um, whatchamacallit? Oh, you're like, oh, on you PS4. Mean, yeah, I'm playing on PS4. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Got it was on you. PS4. Oh, because it's not coming. It's not coming out for a while. Not yeah, not yeah, yet. Yeah. That would have been cool. That yeah. that would be cool. Would you like replay it on Switch if that was the case? I mean, if I have somebody to play with, someone buy this so I can play with somebody. Because <laughs> like it, it's made for like playing with other people. Yeah, and yeah. Basically, it's like turn-based combat, 
and you have these cooldowns for your skills and stuff. And it's a very cool game because it's a lot of story, huh. and it's it's really cool. Um, basically, like you you go through the ship, and then there's like a malevolent force, and uh, that is uh basically pulling all the strings in this this thing. It's a mystery. It starts off as like, oh, why does this person kill everybody on the ship? And you're just walking around finding clues. Oh. Um, there's like, say there's like a dog in a room. And you're like, I don't want to fight that dog. I found some food and I put it down and the dog started eating the food and I just walked around the oh. dog. Or I could just straight up punch the dog in the <laughs> mouth. Um, but I didn't do that because I like dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, and, I must. And I didn't have the, the MP to like, you know, the magic points to, to heal. To heal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's, it is an intimidating game, but I'm going to keep playing. I'm actually, nice. it's pretty cool because they have, uh, they give you a lot of, um, uh, what do you call it? Agency when you're, you know, if you don't want to like play on hardcore mode or classic mode, which is like the default. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm playing on explorer mode, which is like basically it's easy mode, um, but it lets you enjoy the environments a lot more. So because there's a lot to dying. yeah, you're not always dying. It's not like a ton of hard combat, cool. um, but it is still challenging. Um, I was like in some you know dire straits a couple times, but um, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I think I'm gonna you know stick with it and give it a shot. Um, I would like somebody to play with, so you know what I'm saying. Just throwing that out there again. Throwing it out there again. <laughs> uh, add me on PSN. All right. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's a very interesting game. It's like, I don't know. I want to be the person. I've always dreamed to be this person like that. that's into uh, RPGs, but yeah. it just hasn't. I haven't found the game for me. You've always dreamed to square Madden, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to the Rush Hour reference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we need a... a uh, channel in discord for just rush just hour rush reference. hour references yeah yeah last night we were playing you bodied somebody and you're like damn he's not gonna be in division three <laughs> Classic. I, I almost lost it bro that was classic good. um all right cool that sounds good man i actually i'm like very curious about that game but also just, like, lo- just look up some shit just so you can understand what i'm talking about yeah. because uh like it is it looks like um kind of like a diorama it's it Ooh. looks like um you know you can change it so it's like uh over the top like isometric i guess okay um is that over the top? Yeah. Like so, top down? Yeah, top down. And you can see like rooms and like squares. Oh. And you can like move, you can navigate that way or you can just kind of see it from a side view. You can move the camera wherever you want. That's kind of dope. And it's really cool because you can like zoom in and see like the very finer details. There's a lot of shit in this game. Mm. Like everything you can touch. See, that makes me want to play it on PS4 or PC or something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, PC is probably the optimal way to play, but you know, but it's out there and it's on sale. So I don't have PC friends. Yeah, but okay. it's on sale for PSN uh, right now. I think that sale is still up. Don't quote me on that. All right. Monday, friends. I'm sorry if it's not. It's like, fuck you, Cam. <laughs> I thought it was 30 Mad hate mail. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's I, I still it. might check it out. All right, cool. So jumping into the news this week, uh, starting off with a bit of a bummer story, but in related news to the, uh, the, news, the terrorist that went on a shooting spree in, in New Zealand, um, Valve re- had to remove over 100 Steam tributes Jesus to that person who 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 did that, and um, and there are still some that are that are on there. So it, it kind of ha- it also had happened. I think it also sparked uh, and and revitalized uh, tribute accounts also for previous mass shooters and terrorists like them. And um, it's kind of disgusting that this is the thing we have to sort of deal with. And it's especially interesting on Steam in particular because they always are known for having this like lax attitude towards moderating and and mm-hmm. you know kind of keeping an eye on that kind of shit and it's uh it's real gross um 
I don't know, man. Does it, it just does it say that they like just proactively did this, or was it like a backlash thing where like, yo, why are you allowing these people to do this? I think it was a bit of both, especially mm-hmm. considering that like some of them are were at the time at least still up, and um, you know, just it's weird, man. It's very strange that this is like a mentality that people do and and have and and then sort of do these things, but it's just it's also like the idea of moderating moderating these platforms, like mm-hmm. you know that that terrorist went on a he he like streamed it live on on platforms and once that video was out there it started to spread like wildfire on different platforms like youtube and twitter and it's tough because there are millions and millions especially on steam there are over 90 million monthly users so having to moderate that to their defense in a way is like a you know like they, the, this they in this article Cecilia says it really well it's, it's a behemoth moderation task so you have to realize that like the fucked up part of moderation is that it's not like an automated thing where robots are looking for things. It's, these are people that have to scrub through like awful videos of like really, really terrible things yeah, for sure. and then take them off of their sites. And like those people have to be like looked after and, and they have to go through <clears throat> therapy and stuff. And it's just like disgusting that we have to even worry about this kind of shit. But at the same time, you would I would hope that like in the future, some of these tools can sort of like they can figure out a way to maybe even extend the tools to users. But then if you do that, you're on the risk of them abusing those kind of powers. I don't know, man. It's just like a really bummer story that like, I just yeah. can't believe we even have to fucking talk about. Right. It's, it's really messed up, man. People are like, this is just pure evil in this world. And it, Word. it's just bizarre that people can casually do something like this, you know, like casually yeah. just like, I don't know, man. It just like, at least in my mind, like, it makes me like frustrated because the people that are, especially like in that story, like one of the major things about that story right before he went and committed that atrocity, that disgusting fucking act, um, he shouted out PewDiePie. And that's kind of been like this rallying cry, this sort of like inside joke between alt-right white supremacists Mm. is like, bring up PewDiePie because, you know, that's something that people will latch on to and, and yell about for hours and, and, and days. But it's also a wink and nod salute to other fellow, uh, you know, white supremacists, mm-hmm. disgusting, vile human beings or less than human beings. Um, so there's like a, there's a connection there and there's a connection to, and granted, obviously, PewDiePie did not tell this guy to yeah, do this no, thing. Yeah, of course. We're not putting the blame on him. But... Um, I think he's been irresponsible in the past with completely. a lot of his rhetoric and, you know, his quote unquote jokes. And, right. And, you know, a lot of people, I don't know, they, 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 that feel, fuels them and shit. Like there's a, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's that YouTube series ContraPoints, which mm-hmm. I recommended a few weeks ago, I think, or months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really, really good episode about the alt-right mm-hmm. and why it's like so hard to com- combat them because, I guess like this is also just a slice of that video. I highly recommend checking her channel out because she fucking drops knowledge like a motherfucker. Um, But one of her points is like, yeah, a lot of their shit is framed as like jokes. So if you attack them, you sound like the the crazy person. You Mm -hmm. sound like you're the one being, you know, the overly sensitive SJW. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're relying on. So it's, and and that code, those jokes that are codes, they get switched up 
every time you get on the new one and then they jump onto the next one and then when you point out the next one they go oh you're crazy whatever whatever yeah so it's hard to like they're constantly transforming and morphing like it, lizard fucking it's people. this like uh i remember uh, patrice patrice o'neill had this um really good bit in one of his stand-ups where he's basically like talking about like you know this is the he's like this is the problem with like you know how how uh black and brown people are, are talking about like racism it's, it's the shit we can't prove and how frustrating it is because it's like you're like i'm for sure believe that you're a racist right right but i can't prove any of that shit and it, it's and, like, and that's what they want they want totally. that confusion that confusion is what they thrive on yep. because it's like well there's there's a very specific haircut there's a very specific style of you know dress that these you know people wear so like anybody that kind of like is similar to that it's like oh mm-hmm. now you can't tell us apart right so now <laughs> there's like a regular you know there's a person who identifies as white um but they're not a white supremacist but if they're standing next to that person they blend right in you know like yeah. there's no which i'm calling it. all they have to say is no i'm not racist right yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and then it's like you know you give them the benefit of the doubt you call them lone mm-hmm. whatever lone the fuck you, yeah and, all that shit mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like like you said th- i remember thinking a while ago to a co-worker showing me the video that vice did where they profiled this fuck face like white supremacist guy mm-hmm. and then um she was like can you like can you believe that i was like crying i was like yeah like it's like that thing that a lot of minorities and people of color especially like black and brown people mm-hmm. we've been saying for fucking decades and generations of like yeah we can believe that shit. Absolutely. And we've been trying to tell y'all. And like, now you guys are seeing, unfortunately, um, right. And, and, you know, because of like the advent of social media and shit, now you're starting to see like the faces to these people and the sounds of them mm-hmm. being murdered by police and all this other shit. And it's like, yeah, man, it's like, this shit is n- nothing new for us. And like, I don't know, just the fact that, I don't, I don't know, man, it's just tough because like, it's, it's a hobby that we all love and we all share but then within that hobby, there are like these fucking monsters that are hard to like differentiate. And when you do, it's like they just multiply. It's yeah, fucking it, gross. It, it is bizarre to like be a part of a culture and uh, be a part of like have a hobby that is, you know, filled with sh- you share the space with some of these people. I've never f- like had any of that experience in, in, any, yeah. in any other thing that I do. You know, it's yeah. like it's very weird to right. be a part of that stuff, you know, like. You know, you, you experience, you know, racism in, in different ways, but it's weird to be, like, next to someone who might, you know, like, th- literally next door there's a culture, you know, like, yeah. there's, there's those people. I don't know, man. But, yeah, Bizarre, again, man. it's just wild that we have to do that. Word. And, uh, you know, fuck, fuck those people. And yep. we'll, we'll continue to fight you, man. Yeah, and also Seriously. just, like, support people who are spreading Dude, good messages I think that's and vibes. The, the best part. Like, yeah. definitely, like, bump up the people who are doing, you know, more in line of what you, you want to see. Right. So. And if your favorite content creator comes out and does something problematic, maybe it's time to reassess yeah, what you hold more dear to your, you know. Hold people accountable and, like, totally. definitely. And, again, it that that's along with us, too. Like, if we're saying something that you think is not, like, you know in line you know what your views are like hit me like let's talk about it because like i don't ever want to make people feel alienated but you know i'm i would always be down for the the discussion shit word word all right cool so our next story 
Uh, reported, this is a report that EA paid Ninja $1 million to stream Apex Legends. So this is something we talked about a little bit. But Say what now? Yeah, man. So according to uh, an anonymous source, uh, Reuters published a report earlier this week saying that EA paid Ninja $1 million to play Apex Legends, um, which launched uh, in, on February 4th. Ninja has over 13 million followers on Twitch. So... Imagine that. Imagine somebody paying you $1 million just to play their game, yo. For an hour or something like that. That's, <laughs> isn't that wild? Shout out to Ninja, dog. Like, <sighs> wow. Getting the bag from these idiots. That's wild, man. That's such a silly move to me. That doesn't mean, like. And the wild part is, is like, you know it worked. Oh, yeah. You know it worked. Absolutely. Crazy. So I, I don't even have much to say, but I just wanted to point that out. No, that's just wild. So bizarre. Super, super wild. Oh, he was probably like, for real? Like, really? All right, I'll play this fucking game. Absolutely. And it's good? Yeah. Yeah, okay, no problem. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah, also, another wacky story of the week. A lot of weird stories this week. Um, after a cocaine arrest, Sega halts sales of new PS4 game. I'm taking this from Kotaku. Uh, so, I don't know if you've been catching up with this, but apparently... Uh, actor and musician Pierre Taki, who voices Yakuza Kyohei Hamura in Judgment, has been arrested for a- alleged illegal drug Ill- illegal drug use. And uh, in an update to the story, uh, Asahi News is reporting that Disney is also looking to replace Taki as Olaf in the new Japanese language version of Frozen 2. Um, Square Enix has also decided to change the Japanese voiceover from Olaf in Kingdom Hearts 3 in a future update. So they're just like completely wiping him out from... Uh, games and other like forms of media that he's been involved with. Is it? Um, yeah, finish, finish. I don't know. Yeah, and then so essentially, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, Japan has these really harsh, strict rules on drugs. Um, and and uh, Brian Ashcraft, who wrote the story, points out in 2014 when pop star uh, Asuka of the wildly popular duo uh, Chage and Asuka were arrested for possessing MDMA. Universally, a uh, Universal Music Japan stopped selling the group's music. Moreover, Walt Disney Japan removed one of the group's songs from a Blu-ray box set of Hayao Miyazaki's work as Studio Ghibli had animated the music video for the uh, Chage and Asuka song On Your Mark. So, like, if you get caught with any of this shit, they just completely wipe you out. And anybody who has been associated with you is like, I don't even know who that was. Yeah, if you go to a... uh, That's just a a tip for travel. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't get caught with drugs. Don't fuck with In Asian countries. Yeah. um, I mean, it's changing a lot, but... Like especially like Japan, they're very strict. That you'll go to jail, you'll do hard time for weed. Yeah, man, like, for weed, for weed, you'll you'll do some years. Like that shit's wild for like just having a joint. It's crazy. Um, which is fucking bizarre. It's bizarre, especially when you think about like what happens here and people who get hired and celebrated and and rehired and for other. Yeah, we more had a president shit. that was a cokehead. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> is still a cokehead too. I see some of those speeches. Oh my god. Um, it's wild, man. It's just like, it's kind of a shame too, because like, I don't know, uh, sure, like that's their right to do whatever they need to do, but also like, yeah, but chill out. Come on, man. It's coke. <laughs> no. He wasn't selling the shit. Like, I know. It's not like he was preying on kids or some shit, man. Like, he's, he's got a little fucking nose candy, man. It's also like, how do you address the problem and discuss it when you're just completely erasing it? You know? Like, yeah, I mean, I think they just want to label it as, this is bad yeah don't do this don't do this fucking slap your nose with some newspaper yeah rub your face in it yeah Yeah, exactly totally it's it's just wild man yeah um all right so in in better news we're gonna pick this back up we're coming back coming back i mean you know in much better news no man's sky is getting a new multiplayer experience 
Yo, the other day I was like making room for a fucking Division 2 update that was only <laughs> 500 megs, but it was something I didn't have enough space. Yeah. Um, and I like was hovering over games I was going to delete, and I was like, no, man, Sky, I could nah. never delete you. Nah, you're, you're staying safe. on that. You're safe, buddy. You're safe. You're on the island. You're getting a rose. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. You always <laughs> down. You're my, you my day one. <laughs> so eight months since No Man's Sky laid last major update. I'm taking this from Kotaku. Shout out to Gita. Hello Games has finally announced a new update for the game. In a press release today, Hello Games co-founder Sean Murray revealed No Man's Sky next update called Beyond. That update, Murray wrote, will make sizable changes to the, to the game similar to last July's Next. The first of these will be called what Murray called No Man's Sky Online. While Murray wrote that he doesn't consider No Man's Sky an MMO, No Man's Sky Online will include, quote, a new a radical new social and multiplayer experience which empowers players everywhere in the universe to meet and play together. So, this makes me mad excited because, first of all, No Man's Sky, one of the greatest games ever. ever. Fight me. For sure. Uh, one of my favorite games of last year, For actually, sure. because of uh, the July update, the next update. Um, and I've, you know I'm always talking about when to get into an MMO. If this has some MMO-ish, MMO-adjacent vibes to it, I think I found it. And this is also, like, we talk about, like, oh, the spot for the forever game and oh, the man. spot for the, the looter shooter. I mean, this is not, like, super like a shooter, but it is. Yeah, um, yeah. You still shoot things. You still shoot things. Um, th- this gets overlooked a ton. Criminally It's underrated. definitely one of our favorite games on this show. You know Ugh. this. Um, so I'm hyped, man, and I'm I'm so happy for them because they uh they've definitely stuck with it and they're like dishing out all their promises and you know they're saying like yo this game is gonna be dope one day I'm telling you it's stick dope. around yeah like they also, said that free updates free updates come on man talk about like you know like the rough start like that man that was such a like it seems so long ago it was it yeah, was it so was. long ago but. Man, I'm I'm just so happy for them, and Same. you know, I, I'm gonna support. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna download that shit. Hell yeah, day one, I'm in there like swimwear. <laughs> um, all right, and our last story: Assassin's Creed co-creator named new vice president of Google. Uh, and what? A, so they're taking this from ComicBook.com. That's a real thing. Wow, that's interesting. Um, CB. CB. In what appears to be a huge leap in the realm of gaming, Assassin's Creed co-creator Jade Raymond, if you didn't know the name already, has been named the new vice president of Google. Raymond took to Twitter to review the news, saying, I'm excited to finally be able to share that I have joined Google as VP. So this is particularly interesting because, first of all, if you don't know her background, she was basically, she helped create Assassin's Creed and uh, Splinter Cell, like a couple, like, not create Splinter Cell, but like Splinter Cell Blacklist, Blacklist. Um, Assassin's Creed 2, Watch Dogs, and a ton of other games. She's a pretty big figure. She's also known for working on uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and a couple other things. But this is a particularly interesting because if you're listening to this on Monday or throughout any time this week, it's GDC week. And Google last week teased a trailer for their new entry into the gaming realm, which we kind of suspect mm-hmm. is the streaming service that they've been working on that they previewed a while back with, like I think it was just called like Google Stream at the time. Um, so a lot of like things kind of go through my mind. Like, are we going to see an actual set top box? Are we going to see, you know, branding for this thing? Are we going to see a launch date? Is it going to be live tomorrow today? If you're listening to this on Monday, um, so many questions, right? Like, can I play it on my phone? Can I play it on this? Cause we saw also last week, I forgot to include in this notes in these notes, um, the reveal of iOS support and Mac support for remote play on PS4. So like, uh, people were Khalif tweeted out him playing DMC5 I think on his phone oh, oh yeah phone yeah. that's wild um, so and also you had the Xbox whatever that terrible 
like streaming show they have. Yeah. They they announced project I forgot what this theirs is called like um Xtreme or something like that. Or Stream X or something like that. Stream X sounds like a porn site. It might Gross. be Xtreme. Yeah, don't don't Google that. <laughs> don't yeah, don't do that. <laughs> that might actually be a tube site and I don't want you to see that yet. Um so all, everyone's trying to get their trying to get into the streaming game ASAP because they know that's the future. Like yeah. we've known for forever that's the future. So yeah, do you have any predictions for what might be revealed tomorrow? Uh, I mean, it's probably going to be that service that we were talking about. Um, But I'm just excited to see how far they're going to take it because they obviously have a lot invested in this to bring her on board and to make her the VP, you know, like, yeah, we're doing this. We're going, that means that we're, we have a lot invested in this. We got a big dog. Yeah. So, um, and also I want to see like how this, like, you know, the, the ripple effect of like a powerhouse like Google kind of leading the charge and like really having money and like, you know what's you know what's crazy. See, here's my prediction. Yeah. It's not really it's not a wild prediction. No, but Google also, I guess, <clears throat> uh, full disclosure. I have a relative who works at Google. Mm-hmm. This doesn't impact anything of what I'm about to say. Also, I know nothing. Okay, disclosure over. <laughs> I just, I just, yeah. Uh, the, what's crazy is that like they are on pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. They're on your phone, mm-hmm. they're on your computer, mm-hmm. by way of being a browser or an app. So they could just be like, yo, starting today, open up a tab in Google Chrome and play whatever, Play these list of games. games right? Play Assassin's the Division Creed 2, too. play Assassin's Creed, play whatever, play Anthem if you want that. Um, <laughs> it's going to be... I know, Anthem <laughs> shit. It's going to be wild to like, presumably, open up an app mm-hmm. like the PlayStation app or whatever and play a game wherever on any device. So like the, the idea of, I was thinking about it cause I'm actually, Oh, also mini announcement. I'm going to E3 this year for work. Sweet. So if you're going to E3, let me know. Hit Shout me up. Out. Twitter at, uh, Pauly Mayo, P-O-L-I-M-A-Y-O. Like, but now it, it, it gets rid of the thing of like, damn, I'm going to be gone for a week. I can't play division. This update just happened to no man's guy. I can't fucking play mm. it. Uh, whatever. It's like the switch effect of like, no, I'll just like whenever I land, I'll get to the hotel, pres- pre- uh, assuming they have good Wi-Fi, right? Right. Um, I'll hook up my laptop or whatever to the Ethernet, and I'll just keep playing DMC Five, or I'll keep playing Assassin's Creed. Or, like, that's so cool, man. Yo, the future is here, man. It is here, and it, it reminds me of you know, like this is how I asked that question a couple weeks back, and yeah, like where is this gonna fit in the future? Right, like, man. Gonna be limited. It's gonna be crazy. It's I'm about to be playing good. like Assassin's Creed on my smartwatch. That's what they want you to get. That watch. They I, want you to I get that get division, that, that circle watch. Oh shit! They want you to get that. Yeah, I had a really dark theory. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was talking with you about. I forgot who I was talking about this with, but right. I was talking about how like when the robot overlords eventually take over, which is gonna oh, happen. I forgot to put on my uh, tinfoil do rag. Oh yeah, put your tinfoil yes. do rag on. <laughs> uh, we're about to get wavy, bro. <laughs> uh, so like when the robot overlords take over, yeah. We've been trained this entire time to say, okay, Google. She should just answer it. She Never did. mind. Never mind. She, she's lighting up. Never mind. Never mind. My Google Home just turned on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to sleep. Only because they want us to normalize that phrase mm. so they can command us to do things. And we go, okay, such so and, and so. I can't. Yeah, she who must not be right. named. Think about that. Think about that for a second, That's listeners. That's pretty scary. Alexa. 
That's why I don't have one. Not because I don't have any money or anything like that. Because <laughs> you're smart. Yeah, I'm yeah. smart. It's because I'm smart. I'm that's why I don't have any one. cool shit in my apartment. I'm dead. I have three, bro. Yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm super. And my phone. I'm fucking. Oh, yeah, your phone. Yeah. I'm Googled out. I like to have mis- mismatched like shit. So I got the the Google shit. <laughs> I got Verizon TV and yeah, yeah, yeah. Optimum <laughs> online. I just keep him confused. I don't, I don't want yeah, nobody like, talking fuck. to each other. The algorithm just doesn't fucking add up. <laughs> he's on Instagram, but he's also on Friendster. What the fuck? I got MySpace still. Yeah, word. He, that's the only way you can get in touch with Cam is on yeah, MySpace. Holla at me. Um, all right, let's just keep it rolling because we get we got a jam-packed show today. Yeah, um, jumping right into questions for the week. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email to us at questions at the-optional.com or you can drop them in our Discord channel labeled questions or if you're brave enough... Uh, send us a voice message using the Anchor app on your phone. Uh, so Chase writes in, just played Doki Doki Literature Club, which I also heard is really good, for the first time with my partner and some friends. And it had me thinking, if you could play a horror game set in any unconventional setting or aesthetic, what would you choose? Hmm. Oh, man. I have so many. So many. Give me one so I can I see wanna, where, where you're, how wild you're going to get. <laughs> I want to write a script. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of keep it vague here because I don't want fuckers yeah, don't stealing steal it. it yeah. But I think in general, I want to see more things set in Latin America Ooh. that don't point, that don't paint Latin America as this like narco mm-hmm. trafficking fucking danger land. Yeah, can we get some regular shit? Get some regular shit. But I would love to see like uh, a similar vibe to like, um, what's the movie? Jordan Peele movie. I get out get out similar vibes to that of like you know land that has been colonized maybe some ghosts of people that have Mm. been done wrong so like you know the the whole native american burial ground Mm -hmm. but like native american can also apply to latin america for sure so like would love to see like an old like maybe like late 1800s version of like maybe like Lima, Peru or like, mm. you know, even somewhere like Argentina or something, like something like really scary, but like dealing with other mythologies. So like, I don't know, but then also like flipping it, like we were the ones that were bad all along or whatever, or like we're descendants of the evil, one, you know, whatever. Oh, shit. So yeah, that would be kind of cool. That's good. Um, I would definitely want something like, you know, kind of a, I think a Attack the Black kind of like touched on this, but like I want horror movies set in like, the hood and shit like yeah i want horror movies set in like the pjs and shit like but like done accurately done accurately like and not like you know caricatures and shit like that i think they they kind of you know i don't know a lot about like london um you know apartment blocks but like that seemed to be you know accurate accurate (laughs) um so i would love to see like people you know running on the roofs of the projects like running away from something but like creepy like i want something yeah. like really fucking creepy and, and kind of like into to what you were talking about like the people who were kind of funneled into these projects maybe yeah dude and like how they are coming back for a vengeance yeah maybe something like about gentrification in there yo that's what i'm talking about like maybe like it's an alien force or something from the ground right. like that's why I like horror and sci-fi especially i'll, I'll get into it a little later mm-hmm. with one of my feeling it's is so cool, right? It's because like these are like sometimes very thinly veiled metaphors. Oh yeah, for sure. things that are happening, yeah. right? Like the whole zombie shit. And yeah, like zombies that. and everything. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, man. Like we talked about it before about developers not owning their politics. But like, what if there was a fucking dope indie game, or even like something like Doki Doki Literature Club, like like Chase is talking about, where it's like 
yeah, like on the surface, it's, it's zombies. Oh, yo, oh my God, mm-hmm. invading aliens. But if you read it a certain way, it could be about gentrification. Mm-hmm. It could be about, you know, the school to prison pipeline. Or it could be about something with actual fucking substance For and sure. some meaning. Like, you know, even like, like Dona County had that kind of yeah. vibe. It's like, oh, this is a weird game. I got to play that. But it's, it's saying something. Um, yeah. Or like, you know, like I love like, you know, the history of New York and like how fucked up it is because like a lot of like uh i like i i mentioned it like uh, probably like last year but i was walking downtown in the financial district and i right. found that uh that Af- uh, uh african american slave burial ground and it was like you know it was just wild that like i didn't know even that was there and the fact that like i read the history of like people had to they had they didn't even know it was there until a building <laughs> was being built on top of it like for the third time and they like discovered this this tomb basically <laughs> of like all these people that were buried there and um it was their land you know it was, it was their settlement and you know they they were just like disrespected holy they're just like li- having tons of you know hundreds of buildings being built there for centuries crazy even in like it's a, just wild that like yeah you know it's like, here in our in our home city it's here yeah like you think about like um even central, central park. park yeah dog central park you bro. could do something real cool with that man totally totally like, and central park is scary anyway already yeah <laughs> off jump it's scary like if you're there past like as some sunday. like supernatural um you know some horrified like just i just like horror movies that make you like um it makes you deal with the shit like what have you done right deal with that shit yeah that's my type of horror film like that's why i like to get out it was like yo this is some real shit yeah man and you put yourself in this situation and some of those scenes and, and like themes or whatever are like really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, and they offend people and they should offend they people. should yeah. they should offend people yeah good question yeah really good question. good question uh levi writes in inspired by khalif's tweet uh what is your most wow it's a good time to be a gamer moment fucking last night we were playing yeah, division that's good yeah we were playing division and uh we got to show toshi the the the, the magic the magic of the, the the space and air and space museum mission what a fucking mission yo that was the coolest thing ever. And if anybody, like, if you're not playing the Division or you don't have any interest, I would definitely look that up. It's the Air and Space Mission Division 2. It's really cool. So good. It's a cool, like, little set piece. And, like, it, it's just a cool mission in, in general. But it puts you in, like, this unconventional space. Yeah. And, uh, again, now, like, I want to harp back on the Division 2. Like, they're doing really cool stuff with the interiors this time. Oh, yeah. They're, like, really going for it. Totally. And I was telling the guys this morning that I played a little bit this morning, but I was telling the guys, like, I think they should go kind of really silly with this game, mm. especially since they don't want to claim politics. I was like, go, go yeah, silly might as well with go it. Boston yeah, Wall. go like, yeah, yeah, let's do some other weird shit. Like, let's yeah. bring some aliens down. Yeah, I mean, Assassin's let's have Creed. a forefathers DLC where oh like we have God. to like kill the forefathers because they're actually back and they want their. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like Benjamin Franklin's yeah. here and he's not fucking around. <laughs> he's not fucking around. <laughs> he's got his kite. And shit. Hell yeah, yeah. No, it it, it makes me think about. Um, yeah, th- I think that like that's an incredible idea because it makes me remember Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. and for a while it was always like steeped in like, oh, it's got to be realistic. Mm-hmm. The the people that have to have to have some DNA, and then after a while, like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah, like let's jump off a mountain and survive. Right? Roll roll it off. Yeah, anybody can jump in the Animus. <laughs> you can be whoever the fuck yeah, you want. You want. And then it's also like with the last one too. There's like mad, like uh, 
like mythological shit and there wasn't also in origins too mm-hmm. which i'm like yeah do that shit yeah. like, you're gonna go to egypt and and ancient greece and not, and not show talk me about this that shit? yeah like, get the fuck out how of dare here. you crazy exactly get the corner of my face um so yeah that was that was like the most recent like wow it's good to be a gamer moment man yeah. i was like damn this is so cool yeah like not a lot of people can experience this like not yeah. a lot of people play games and a lot of people do but yeah 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 i think for me it's probably switch related mm. or um because i mean so there's two that come to mind immediately one is the switch uh being like taking off of work getting my switch that day and then the following months of like for the first time ever really because i've had a 3ds i've had a psp i've had other handhelds but for the first time being able to play a game come home like i was on the train mm-hmm. i was like on the top of this mountain and i was like oh my train's my stop's coming up let me put it away and then i come back home dock it and i'm on my big tv and, and i'm like rest- starting off where you left off right at the top of that mountain again mm-hmm. and like whoa that's fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It is pretty dope. That never gets old for me. And then maybe, I mean, maybe if you're listening today and have the Google news, right? This could be another one of those moments. One hundred percent. If it is what I think it is. One hundred percent. The other one that comes to mind immediately is um, playing Tetris Effect in VR for the first time. Mm. Is feeling uh that sense of wonder mm-hmm. and reminder that like, I remember feeling that as a kid of the intro to Metal Gear Solid. Or the intro to another game or something where it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like the first time in Mario 64 when you can control the camera and like look around the room, that fucking, my little brain couldn't handle that. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, you know, the first time playing GTA or uh-huh. the first time like, for me, that was Tetris Effect because it was like, this is a thing that I've been doing since birth. And having these like whales and shit swim around me, and the sound filling my head—it was a wholly new. All like, my senses. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, I didn't know I could feel this way again. Because I was feeling the vibration, I was hearing the music, I was seeing the visuals. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see anything else. That was like, whoa! Yeah, this is a fucking good time to play games right now. And, and it's also interesting for me, like um, the announcement that like Torak was coming to the Switch. Yeah, I was like, this is so cool, man! Like, I can play the games that I grew up with. And yeah, it's just not a lot of like. They're making it easier. I mean, they they need to make it a lot more easier yeah. to access this stuff. We talk about you know, uh, like preservation. Yeah, preservation of games and stuff like that. But I think they're they're you know some people are making strides to like rectify that, and it's just dope. Like yeah, man, it's a very specific type of medium, and uh, I, I don't know. I just love I love being a gamer, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Gamers rise up. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I know. Man. <laughs> uh, no, but it really it, like sometimes I do think about like. And not to sound like a fucking pretentious asshole, but yeah. I, I do think sometimes like, man, I wish more people played games. Like, I, I wish people that I knew and loved understood why I love this thing so much. I just wish people would own up to playing games and not treat yeah. it as if they'd never played a game before. Because like, I see people on the train every day playing their little um, no, match. I don't want to say little, but playing their you know yeah, yeah, their yeah. games on their phones and stuff. And then you ask if you ask them, how you play you you game, bro?" <laughs> Uh, they were like, no, no, man. What are you, this what are you for children? Oh, you were just playing Candy Crush, though. I know. Like, I saw you. I saw you on your phone. Caught your ass, old Trinidadian lady. <laughs> it's always the old Trinidadian ladies. They love killing it at Crush. Yeah, Candy Crush. all the combos. Um, but one quick aside: How did Benjamin Franklin? Wait, Benjamin Franklin? Yeah, that was the kike dude. Mm-hmm. How did he start banging with the forefathers? Like, 
I don't know. He wasn't like a president or anything like that. No, I think he just hung around. He's like, yo, I got a kite. He's like, yo. You want to check this out real quick? That, that was true. probably dope, though. Yeah, that like, was he, like streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> was like, yo, this guy got a fucking flying thing. Yo, he made shit like literally <laughs> lit, bro. You got to check this shit out. He's got a key. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking wild, man. That's crazy. Fucking weird times. Weird times. Crazy. Fuck those dudes. <laughs> weird slave owners. <laughs> uh, let's jump into feeling it. Feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. Um, I can start off because mine are two Netflix originals. Oh, yeah. Netflix has been killing it, honestly. Yeah, Netflix has been... I mean, outside of uh, canceling that one show. Yeah, I haven't seen that show, but also just hope someone else picks it up. Anyway, um, new season of uh, Queer Eye just Mm. came out. (sighs) Man, we've talked about that show before. Love that show. Uh, Not perfect, but still very entertaining, like a reality-style show with no fucking commercials. It's very wholesome. Very wholesome. Each episode is about, like, somebody... Uh, nominating a friend or, or loved one um, to get a makeover mm-hmm. and the makeover consists of five different areas it's culture co- like food uh, like their home their home and then their style. personal style yeah and then the grooming okay yeah, yeah, yeah so it's five and then so each um, like person on the team uh, the fab five as, yeah. they're, as they're affectionately known they come in and they like they help, and it's also like not just dudes anymore. It's like it's, it's th- this past season. It's been uh, there was there was a woman on the show. Mm-hmm. There, there have been women in the past too, but um, they had two older women as well. Like so, it's it's not always the same mm-hmm. formula each time around. But it's always these wholesome stories of people like who've sort of let go and like, stopped taking care of themselves, and the sort of like the the main thesis of the show is like you deserve to take care of yourself, yourself and right. you know it's it's good to have self care and also like think about these things and, and it makes you reconsider certain things and like what you've done and what you failed to do and take care of yourself. Each episode makes you want to cry. Such a good, such a good show. Um, but yeah, also you, I, I hope those dudes are like all pretty decent. Some of them are kind of corny, but you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so, it's so good. And there's it's always so a, there's usually a moment during the show where I'm like, fuck, I'm going to cry. I know. Like, Don't <laughs> do it. And that's like a, another part of it too. Is like, it's also really refreshing seeing men, compliment other men, men right. because men don't do that Not like it's it, like i talk about it with my girlfriend all the time and yeah. like we, we joke about it but it's like some real shit where like we never tell a guy like i love you or yeah. like yo you look good today or like just like small compliments because it's like yo bro what's wrong with you man yeah. it's, it's like, weird i mean because like our, our crew like our yeah. home friend we do that a we lot do that. Yeah, um yeah, yeah. but it is uh, you know it's just uh it's a weird toxic it's a weird thing, thing yeah. yeah that we don't do and like i think if more people did it if more people I, I really believe this. If like more people just were more positive and you know what? To all of our listeners this week, I, I here's a challenge for you. Ooh, challenging people. Challenging people. Compliment somebody, a genuine compliment yeah. this week. Give another, like if, if you're whoever, whoever it may be, a genuine compliment, not just like, oh, I think this looks yeah. cool or whatever. Just be like, oh, hey, you know, like, I love what you did with your hair or mm-hmm. I love what in, you know, it could be to anybody. It could and be to anybody. Like just advice, don't say today. Don't say today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, just, don't be creepy. Yeah, you know, don't be... Don't, you know, just just be cool. Be responsible with this challenge. <laughs> yeah, be responsible <laughs> with this challenge. Thank you, Cam. That's the theme of today. Advice. Yeah, yeah. Be responsible. <laughs> Own your shit. But like, yeah, like, you know, it, it's also nice to get that positive yeah. encouragement and reinforcement and that love because like, no, it, it, if more people had it, they'd be less fucking evil, you awful. Have no idea, there. man. When it when you get a compliment that just like comes out of nowhere, you're just like, yo, damn, I'm 
sailing through the rest of this day. Like yeah, that's just all I needed, man. Someone that noticed that I got a new bracelet today. Yeah, like even in the YouTube comments, which mm-hmm. are always accessible of of nightmare of a nightmare. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, somebody would be like, "Oh man, I love Paul's style," and I'm like, "Oh man, thank you so much." Like that really means a lot. Or like when we get a, a message from a listener who's like, "Yo, I love your show." Man, that's just oh. that shit feels so good, man. It's such an amazing feeling. Yeah. Uh, but this show is very much you know that, and you know you gotta watch it if you haven't watched it, man. Like don't. Oh my god watch it it's watch it. it's so good it's funny it's good like the 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 uh, fab five like all their personalities are just so hilarious and, yeah you know they're they're actual friends and, who's your fave um jesus same jonathan yeah jesus and um which i'm call it uh because of my girl uh what's his christian bale oh my god john mayer christian bale looking dude yeah what's his name what's his name anthony anthony okay he freaks me out. He does freak me out, but he's he's growing on me. But he no, he freaks me out because he's an optical illusion. <laughs> right. First of all, he's mad handsome, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's like, like ripped. And he's ripped, but he's like half of his face looks like Christian Bale, mm-hmm. and the other half looks like John Mayer. Yeah. And when he smiles, sometimes he's both. You at see the same both. Time. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening? He in looks my like brain? a deep fake. Like, <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Um, and I like Ramo too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them all, man. Yeah, Tan is my. D- yeah, all of them are. Yeah, so Tan good. is good. All of them. They're all, they're all very good. I just want to be friends. Dudes. We should have them on the show sometime. Karamo had a, um, a book out now recently. One of our friends designed the cover. I know. Yo, shout out My to... Our, yeah, shout, shout out. out to you. Shout so out to you, girl. You. Um, um, but yeah, really, really cool. And then also, my other feeling, I got a dubla. My other feeling it is uh, Love, Death, and Robots. It's an oh. anthology of short animated films on Netflix right now. Very similar to um, The Animatrix, if you remember mm-hmm. that, but way longer. So it's... Do I remember that? <laughs> you remember that really cool <laughs> shit from our youth? Um, so it's 18, I believe, short films. They're all about like... They range from like the 15 to 20 minute mark. Really bite-sized, short, self-contained stories mm-hmm. in very different animation styles. So one might be like traditional hand-drawn animation the other one will be like an actual like Final Fantasy cinematic where it looks so fucking real it's scary. And then one will just be like stick figures or whatever. Like really, really cool. Um, but they all deal with like some sort of cyberpunk twist to it or some really cool sci-fi twist. Um, some of them, I will say like maybe 30% of them are like really horny like stories written for like 13 year old boys. Yeah. Like if I was 13, I'd be like, yo, that shit was cool, man. I'm into that. Yeah, it, yeah. it definitely feels like some of them, by the way, they're all like masterful works of animation, but some of them do feel like, and I know this because I, you know, I've experienced this like first year or second year film student, like sort of edgelord mm-hmm. uh, stories where it's like, yo, the twist, wait for the twist, for, bro. Yeah. And it's like, all right, okay, fine. You've seen signs way too many times. Like though. that. Yeah. Like that sex scene was a little too long. Also very, also NSFW, everybody don't watch this on the train or whatever. Yeah. Um, but some of them are also like really wholesome, really funny, like winks and nods at like society and the viewer, like really, really well done breaking of the fourth wall type shit. Uh, but for the most part, each one is just really, really cool. And there are some that are like some of my favorite ones are like fucking amazing. Mm. And, it makes me want to research the company and the and like the people behind the scenes because I'm curious like who wrote these things like they come from very specific perspectives and they tell very specific tales that I hope and w- I want to believe they were written by very specific people. I could be wrong, but um, just really cool stories, really cool self-contained bite-sized things, and it's just like a nice departure from like the seasons worth of yeah, things we've been long watching. Form. Yeah, yeah, like just like bite-sized, a lot of exposition. So get ready for that, but. It also makes me wonder and, and curious about how much tighter 
and like stronger some of like video game stories would be mm. if they didn't have to be like 65 hour epics if like you know and and there are they, they exist like the, sure. the night in the woods of the world and like the gone homes of the world edith finches of the world those exist but like man how cool would it be if like with the ubisoft budget if we just got like a really sick anthology of like a game series where it's like assassin's creed but like a two-hour experience yeah. and then after that two-hour experience you play another character yeah. so i mean there's a lot of resources and things that have to go into that but like logistically but that would be cool it could kind of work that would be cool kind of work yeah so yeah those are my two feel- those really are good strong choices those are very good i'm gonna yeah. ch- definitely check out that second one yeah i'm already watching because <laughs> yeah, that yeah. shit's the goat um yeah mine's a little different from what my usual um take is but uh, and also, disclosure, this is a very New York-centric one, so, you know, just keep that in mind. Right. Uh, but there's a restaurant that just recently opened up in my neighborhood of Bushwick, Brooklyn, uh, called Teo, spelled T-E-O. And it's um, Japanese-Japanese um, insp- food inspired by Southern... Um, Japanese-inspired Southern food, I should say. Say yes. no more, fam. That's how it is. Um, and they have... They're pretty small plates, um, so... They kind of want you to like pick a Share. bunch of shit, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's very good. <sighs> Me and my girl went this past week, and it was just like, damn, this shit was here <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, it's a little pricey, but it, it's very nice. It's a little small restaurant. Nice. You're eating like right next to people, which is kind of cool. I love spots like that where you're just like kind of around Shared a bunch of people. Space, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just very good, man. Nice. I, I love like you know that kind of fusion when people are like let's mix it up yeah, it's like, yeah i yeah. like these things or i'm you know i'm a japanese dude that grew up in the south <sighs> this is what i know yeah that's so like fire. i love stuff like that i don't know if that's the case with this guy but <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but yeah uh he's uh very good uh he's the guy's man. from texas apparently that owns it wow. joaquin uh phoenix Baca. oh shit okay yeah no imagine joaquin <laughs> I'll be there right now, bro. Yeah, he's just acting. The Trying whole to time. rap with him and shit in the back. Yeah, but it's pretty cool, man, and uh, it's very good. I want to go back, but I ain't got the bread right now. <laughs> that's dope. I'm, I'm definitely gonna <laughs> check that out. Though. That's really really cool. Um, and you can make reservations. So keep oh, that nice. In mind. That's always good. Date spot. Yes. There you go. Spot. It's a very good date spot. Nice. I went on a date there. Oh, with my girlfriend. <laughs> nice. All right, cool. So before we wrap up the show, how can the people find you online? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter um, at. Cappy can't lose. That's C A P I C A N T L O S E. Um, yeah, say what up. Add me. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 talk about it. Add me and at me. Where where do uh, where do you usually uh, lurk? I lurk on <laughs> Twitter mostly yeah. and on Instagram. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll Instagram post same, IG same stories. Name. Yeah. So um, I'm at Pauli Mayo. That's P O L I M as in Mario A Y O. I must say that's a very good handle, man. Pauli Mayo. Pauli Mayo is like a great mixture of your names. Yeah. yeah. Very well thought out. I think I might have told it on this, on the podcast before, but I I chose that because when I was a child, my one of my aunts used to ask me all the time what my name was, and I was a really really small baby, mm-hmm. and I couldn't say Paul Tamayo, so I just said Polly Mayo, and that just became a recurring recurring joke within the family. My family, all my family, they still call me Polly Mayo. They call oh, okay. me Polly P O L I, but Polly Mayo just kind of stuck, and I was like, that's never taken. Yeah. Hopefully it now <laughs> doesn't get taken, but. Um, that's such a yeah it's good it's good same Great name hand. on everything yeah. add me on anything I'm probably on there yeah. LinkedIn probably it's probably Polly Mayo yeah. I don't and know be, be, uh, be responsible just be cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening this week if you have any questions or comments send them over to questions at the-optional.com we would love to hear from you yeah Please. you guys have been killing it with the questions oh, so good killing so it. good 
Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify. If you could take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes, though, Mm -hmm. it really helps us out. If you want to also uh, check out our Anchor profile, um, you can just hit a little supporter button. Give us a little bit of extra tip in the tip jar. A dollar a month, as low as a dollar a month, really helps us out. That's anchor.com. Oh, sorry, anchor.fm slash the optional podcast. Our homepage is where you can find that too. It's the optional podcast.com, as you can share with your friends. We're on Twitter and Facebook at the optional NYC. Our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. You can find him on Twitter at underscore L E V I P A C K. So until next time, everybody, deuces. Be cool. <laughs>